Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Longhorn Nation, the second spring practice is in the books. I tell you everything you need to know about what happened at practice number two. Also, the March for Arch is on. Arch Manning will be in Austin, Texas tonight for his visit throughout the weekend. So very exciting stuff for this Texas football team. We got a lot to get to. Let's get it. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis, the voice of University of Texas football and basketball. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. For my audio listeners, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube for exclusive content and to put a face behind the voice of your favorite podcast. Make sure you like us, rate us, review us, give us five stars. Anything less than that, I have to believe you aren't listening hard enough. Longhorn Nation, you know how we do it on this podcast. Let's get right into it. So the theme of the second day of practices is the defensive backs won the day. And so now we heard on the first day that, you know, Quinn Ewers, he looked, you know, shaky at times, but overall he had a really good day. Um, they said that he just looked effortless throwing the ball. And that's something we've continued to hear uh, since his time at South Lake Carroll. We also heard that Hudson Card looked good. Um, they both looked good, but Hudson Card probably looked a little bit more in rhythm in the first practice, I know that he threw a pick to Deshaun Jamison, but outside of that, he looked really good in his first spring practice. But it did not look like that carried over to the second day of practices, as they said that the passing game just simply was not as crisp as it was in day one. And so um, the defensive backs definitely won the day. They talked about on the first day of practice how Terrence Brooks, the four-star freshman out of Little Elm, Texas, in the 2022 recruiting class, was just naturally sticky and coverage. That's what they talked about from the first practice. And it looks like he came back and had another good day. They said it wasn't as good as his first practice, but still very strong in seven on seven and 11 on 11 uh, drills. And, and that he made some minor mistakes, but overall, he looked really good. In the first practice, transfer corner Ryan Watts, 6'3, 210, really good size for a cornerback from Ohio State. They talked about his arm length and his overall strength and how he gave every receiver, including Xavier Worthy, that lined up against him problems. And it looks like that continued over to the second day of practice. So I think that we're going to see, I know we saw a lot last year with the corners playing off of the wide receivers and giving them, uh, you know, time to get into their routes and operate. I think we're going to see this defense a lot more this year, uh, you know, kind of get up in the receivers faces. I think they have the personnel to do it, to, to get in the receivers faces, disrupt the timing on the routes, disrupt uh, receivers at the line of scrimmage and, and play a lot more press coverage instead of playing so much off coverage like they did last year. But it looks like the star of the day from the defensive backfield was Jalen Gilbo, another four star corner coming in, really talented recruits coming in all over the place, but especially in this defensive backfield. So he did pick off Quinn Ewers today. Yikes, you know, so uh, both quarterbacks throwing picks, you know, but it's it's the spring. It, it's happening. You better rather get it out now uh, than during the season. And uh, so Jalen Gilbo did throw. I mean, he did uh, get a pick off of Quinn Ewers and 
outside of that, they just said that he was everywhere today, um, had several pass deflections. The cornerbacks rotated. So on the first day, uh, Deshaun Jamison and Ryan Watts got first team reps, while Terrence Brooks and Jalen Gilbo got second team reps. But it looks like today um, they rotated so they all could get first and second team reps. So the pass defense looked really great from the defensive backs. Once again, Ryan Watts is overwhelming uh, receivers with his length. Um, his arm length and his strength and his size at 6'3". It's been hard to get past him. And I think really it's great that that Terrence Brooks and, and Jalen Gilbo are coming right in and looking like, you know, two of the best players in the secondary, best players on this football team. And, you know, I we talked about after the first podcast, after the first spring practice, that I wouldn't be surprised if the starting quarterbacks in the fall um, were any combination of Jalen Gilbo, uh, Terrence Brooks and Ryan Watts. You know, I, I think that two of those might be the outside corners. I thought that Deshaun Jameson going into the spring probably had a spot locked down, but the way that the two freshmen are playing and the way that, that Ryan Watts is carried over from Ohio State, it's going to be hard to, to keep them off the field. And we know that Jade Barron is kind of locked into that nickel role right now. Uh, so, you know, Deshaun Jameson's spot at corner seriously might be in jeopardy with the way that Jalen Gilbo and Terrence Brooks are looking. And I know it's disappointing to hear that, you know, Quinn Ewers and, and, and Hudson Card may have taken a step back in their second spring practice, but they still got a long way to get it together. And, you know, because it's spring practices, one unit not looking good means another unit looked great. And, and it's good to see uh, the defensive backs that struggled last year looking really good, especially with two four-star corner additions who are looking like they're going to get a lot of playing time early. Also in the past defense, You'll be glad to hear that the linebacker spot, Jalen Ford, at middle linebacker, also had a really good day in pass coverage. He had two interceptions today, one in seven on seven and one in 11 on 11 drills. One of his interceptions uh, was a pass deflection that was tipped up in the air and he was able to go and retrieve the ball. Another one was purely instinctual. Um, he diagnosed a short route, broke on it and was able to to get a pick. So it's good to see Jalen Ford making plays at that middle linebacker spot. Once again, I think that um, with Luke Brockermeyer being out for the entire spring and then just not getting the value, the production that you wanted to see from him last year at that position, um, Jalen Ford having, you know, showing those flashes, playing with more confidence this spring uh, next to Agent Zero with, with both of them getting the first team reps. I think Jalen Ford is going to continue to to have this spot, hold on to it, um, and we're going to see a lot better linebacker play at the 40 acres for this University of Texas football program than we saw last year. And then outside of that, um, Coffee, uh, JD Coffee, he looked really good at, at safety. And so he's competing with Jaron Thompson for that other safety spot uh, next to uh, Anthony Cook, excuse me. So Jaron Thompson and uh, JD Coffee are competing for that safety spot. We know that Jade Barron is probably locked into the nickel spot. And from everything I'm hearing, that competition between Jaron Thompson and JD Coffee is going to be a dogfight. JD Coffee at safety had a really good day of practice. Um, he had an interception on a deep post route. So he looked really good. And, and so, once again, we know that Anthony Cook uh, is locked into that safety spot, one of them. We know that they're counting on his football IQ and his instincts to be a big change for this defense in 2022. They want him to be the leader and the signal caller back there make sure the secondary is in the right place make sure that he's diagnosing what's going to happen on the offense and putting the defense in the best place to succeed uh, with the cerebral ability and his football iq but look for jd coffee and jaron thompson to be one of the more interesting 
battles, position battles going on in the spring for this Texas football team as J.D. Coffey is making a push to be the starter next to Anthony Cook over Jaron Thompson. So a really good day for the DBs, a really good day for the defense. Um, the quarterback struggled a little bit. Quinn Ewers and Hudson Card, once again, um, they were just labeled as, as being not as crisp as they were in the first practice, but they got a lot of time to fix that. So let's focus on the defensive backs looking really good. Once again, I think that they'll play a lot more press coverage this year. I think they'll be a lot more aggressive. That really plays to the strengths of corners like Ryan Watts, Terrence Brooks talking about him being sticky in coverage. And then Jalen Gilbo, we know that that's something that he really wanted. Um, and I think he was assured coming to the University of Texas that they would get to be a lot more physical and play a lot more um, up in your face man coverage. So shout out to the defensive backs. Looks like they're coming along really nicely. And this should be a strength for the Texas football team in the 2022 season. Coming up next, I give you some more insight on what happened on day two of spring practices. And then later on in the show, we talk about Arch Manning making his third visit to the 40 acres. So your brackets are busted. You and I alike. Don't worry. We believe in second chances. And so do our friends at Run Your Pool. Round up your friends who picked Baylor, Kentucky, or any other high seed to win it all and start a Sweet 16 pool at runyourpool.com slash locked on. Along with Sweet 16 brackets, Run Your Pool offers square pools. Yes, like the Super Bowl, to keep things interesting every week of the tournament. Brackets bust, but the fun does not have to stop. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at the big media bracket sites. If you're looking to expand your horizons, Run Your Pool has games for just about every sport, including the NBA, PGA, MLB, and even the Oscars. Once the madness ends, try something new. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, as we've said plenty of times, we ran our brackets there ourselves. Start your second chance Sweet 16 pool and more at runyourpool.com slash locked on. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. I love and I hate those buzzer beaters, the drama, but oh, the pain when you are on the other side of it. That's what happened in plenty of these games so far during March Madness. Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. -head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash LockedOn and use promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit. That's StatHero.com slash LockedOn for a 100% deposit. Terms and conditions apply. So Longhorn Nation, some more tidbits from our second spring practice. Uh, Sark talked about after the first practice how the energy was really high. Um, but one message that he had to the football team was, you know, anybody can come out and do it once. The key is going to continue to bring the energy each spring practice um, 
and continue to have that intensity and, and, and that, you know, kind of playing with an edge and, and get better every day. So it looks like that didn't necessarily happen today. Um, looks like there was a drop off in energy. Now, you know that the first spring practice, um, you're going to be uber excited and probably a little more energized. So it's not really surprising um, that the energy was down a little bit in the second spring practice. I don't think it was uh, a negative per se, like they were, you know, moping around or anything like that. Just a, a drop off from the first spring practice. So hopefully on Saturday and moving forward, they can get back to the energy um, that they had, the energy and intensity that they had in the first spring practice. So we talked about how the defensive backs uh, kind of won today over uh, the offense, but one offensive bright spot today was Isaiah Nair. Um, he looked really good. They did have him taking some third team reps in the first practice, but today he largely worked with the first team and the second team, and he looked great. Um, just continuing to, to bring over those those ball skills, being able to uh, high point the ball, just making plays um, at, at that wide receiver two spot. And he did that a lot today in practice. I think he's on his way to solidify um, that wide receiver two spot coming over from Wyoming and giving Xavier Worthy um, a dependable and, and much needed receiver on the other side uh, to be able to dominate and take some pressure off of him. So Isaiah Nair, he mostly lined up at the X uh, position today but he did move around some in Sark's offense. And the same with Xavier Worthy. He lined up mostly at the Z position, but he did move around as well. So really good days uh, from Isaiah Nair, and it looks like Xavier Worthy as well in the second spring practice. Casey Kane might be emerging as your wide receiver four. He had a really good day, and they're saying, sources are saying that, he looks a lot faster and he's much more improved in his game. We know that there's a hole right now uh, with Troy O'Meary set to miss the entire spring practice. Um, and so Casey Kane is looking really good now. You know, he's going to be um, behind Isaiah Nair, uh, but that gives him a chance to develop and, and learn from him and, and gives him time to develop his skills. But definitely um, they're noticing an increase in speed and an increase in his skill set um, with Casey Kane. So look for him to, you know, potentially take over that wide receiver four spot, especially uh, with Troy O'Meary missing the entire spring and, and him going to be, be uh, he's going to be behind the curve a little bit um, recovering from a knee injury. Jatavian Sanders. So we talked about him on the first spring practice podcast, and this is a player, you know, I get that Jaleel Billingsley had the rapport uh, with Sark at Alabama. And I know that JT Sanders didn't have a reception last year, but I always thought just with the skill sets and, you know, it concerned me a little bit that Jaleel Billingsley fell out of favor at Alabama um, when he was coached by Sark and, and Nick Saban at that program. It looks like JT Sanders is living up uh, to the hype. Once again, the former 16th overall prospect in the nation, the number one athlete. Um, and they said that he lined up today a lot, you know, attached to the offensive line. Uh, but he caught a lot of passes uh, out of that formation. And, and really, uh, people noticed that everything that was thrown his way, he caught. And so um, I've you know, been saying that I thought that he would end the season. I didn't know how long it would take, but I thought that he would end the season either being uh, really having the majority of the snaps, uh, the majority of the snaps and the majority of the targets. I just thought that he would beat out Jaleel Billingsley. And I thought it was very key and very telling that in the first practice, Gunnar Helm and Jatavian Sanders got the majority of the first team reps while Jaleel Billingsley was working with the second team. And so it looks like, you know, Jatavian Sanders is really impressing the coaches and he had another solid day at the second spring practice. So do not be surprised if Jatavian Sanders 
I'm not sure who the two tight ends will be in the two tight end sets, but do not be surprised if Jatavian Sanders is your starting tight end on day one. And I think he brings so much to this offense with his build, um, his athleticism, his speed. And I mean, he can catch everything. He's a matchup nightmare. And so um, if, if Sark can trust him to block and he can come in right away and play, that's that's all you're only adding another weapon to an offense full of weapons. And then hopefully with the quarterback under center um, that is proficient in getting the ball to all of these weapons. Um, so as far as the defensive line, not much to say about the offensive and defensive lines so far. Uh, they're not really playing in full pads yet. Mostly everything is, you know, individual drills, passing drills, seven on sevens, 11 on 11. So you'll get to uh, hear more and, and see more from the offensive and defensive lines when they get into full pads. But the defensive line, it looks like they're a lot better um, in pursuit. They look hungry and aggressive in pursuit. They look a lot faster um, and they look like they're, you know, definitely playing uh, with the, with the chip on their shoulder. So they look faster, um, much improved from last year. They're looking like they're playing with a lot more pursuit. So that's good uh, to see that from the defensive line. So overall, just the takeaways uh, from the second day of spring practice is I think the defense dominated today. Um, the defensive line uh, looked great. Like, once again, Jalen Ford at linebacker had two picks. He looked really good. And the defensive backs um, just dominated the receivers and the quarterbacks today on the second day of spring practice. So disappointing to hear that uh, for the quarterbacks, but definitely um, a bright spot to hear how the defensive backs are doing. And once again, I think that this potentially uh, with the additions of Terrence Brooks, Ryan Watts, and Jalen Gilbo is looking like a strength heading into the 2022 football season. Coming up next, we talk about Arch Manning making his much anticipated third visit to the University of Texas and what this means for the future of the Texas Longhorns football program. Hungry, try Built Bar, especially the Puffs. If you haven't had Built Bar or the Puffs, you are truly missing out. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. 100% real chocolate and with flavors like yummy cinnamon churro coconut marshmallow and banana cream pie these are going to be your new favorite at built bar they are all about the taste they make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy and i don't know how but they pull it off every single time go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com so Arch Manning is scheduled to land uh, in Austin tonight on Thursday, March 24th, uh, for his visit at the 40 Acres throughout the weekend. And this is just a really exciting time for uh, Longhorn fans, for the Texas Longhorn coaches, everybody associated with the Longhorn brand and the 40 Acres. And we know that uh, getting the commitment of Arch Manning, the number one prospect, in the 2023 class, not only sets up your quarterback room uh, for years to come, whether it's Hudson Card starting or Quinn Ewers starting, you likely would have whoever is starting for the next couple of years. And then you're able to transition that into Arch Manning coming in um, and, and having, you know, just four to five years straight of elite quarterback play, something we didn't really see for a 10 year stretch, maybe outside of Sam Ellinger. And so, it's a really just exciting time. We're hoping to get that commitment from Arch Manning. It's looking like outside of Texas, the, the top three teams are 
Texas, Alabama, and Georgia. Now, they do have an advantage in the fact that, you know, Georgia just won the national championship and Alabama were the runner-ups. But a lot of people, including myself, think that Texas is the favorite to land the services of Arch Manning. And so, you know, I think that they're going to have to have a really good visit this weekend. We also know that, you know, securing the commitment of Arch Manning uh, would mean so many other players coming, wanting to come to the University of Texas and playing with him. We've already seen uh, that Ruben Owens, the running back from El Campo, and then Jonte Cook, the receiver out of DeSoto, they have talked a lot about playing with each other, um, maybe being the next set of triplets on whatever college campus they end up on. Um, and so I think if Arch Manning uh, lands with Texas, then you'll definitely see commitments from Ruben Owens and Jonte Cook, uh, two, three of the best players in the nation and three of the best players individually at their position. Um, Jonte Cook, one of the best wide receivers, Ruben Owens listed as the number one running back. And of course, Arch Manning listed as the number one quarterback. And I think outside of the, the great quarterback play that you get, uh, from Arch Manning after Quinn Ewers or Hudson Card or even Malik Murphy outside of uh, the fact that you're bringing in the number one recruit and it really amps up the recruiting class and it allows you uh, to recruit other players knowing that they want to come and play with Arch Manning. I think this really uh, just gives off the, the indication that Texas football is back. If you can beat out programs like Georgia and Alabama uh, for the number one prospect in the country. And like I said, once again, they have the established uh, winning culture and, and winning records and Texas getting Arch's commitment is going to uh, really be key and dependent on them improving on their five and seven season last year. But if you get Arch Manning, I think it really signifies that that Texas football is back. We know that he has a great relationship with Sark and the offensive coaches. And if he chooses to come here over Alabama and Georgia, I mean, that really puts Texas football back back on the map. You know, it, it shows that we're really building something special here and we're getting back to the success that we had uh, between the 2000s and the 2010s and ignoring um, the the primary failures we had between the 2010 and the 2020. So um, really key visit this weekend for, for Arch Manning. I know some other players will be there with them as well. Do not be surprised if we see, uh, you know, maybe a couple commitments this weekend, uh, possibly at least one. Hopefully uh, somebody commits to the University of Texas this weekend. It probably won't be Arch Manning. Um, he definitely has a visit set up with Alabama next weekend. And I know he's going to visit uh, LSU and new head coach Brian Kelly at some point. But once again, I think Texas is the favorites for Arch Manning services and some other uh, experts think Arch Manning is the favorites. Texas is the favorites for Arch Manning services as well. So a really key visit. And, and I think that not only on the field, would this have a huge impact for the University of Texas and give us elite quarterback play for the next four to six years? I think off the field, it sends a message to the rest of college football and especially the Big 12 and the SEC that the Texas Longhorns are back. Thank you, Longhorn Nation, for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics. We're going to continue to keep you updated with all things spring practice and all things recruitment as we head into the 2022 football season. Also, quick shout out to Christian Bishop announcing he will be returning to Chris Beard's basketball team next season. Can't wait to see what they look like in the fall. Longhorn Nation, peace.